2: Welcome to Chalk Talk here on the uh, official podcast network of Sensi Jungle. Today my guest really requires no inner uh introduction here. Uh formerly of Sensi Jungle, now with the post game, it's Rebecca Toback. Rebecca, how are you doing today?
3: I'm doing as uh as good as can be in these quarantine times.
2: <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you. It's uh it, it's getting rough. We're both uh both Bengals uh, fans, both uh, you know Bengals, uh, Bengals are media people, I guess you could say. But uh, we both live on the East Coast, and uh, I know it's uh, I know it's gotten rough in Ohio as well, but uh, definitely uh, definitely rough out here in the in the East Coast. And um, yeah, I know you're you're in New York, and it's pretty pretty bad in Massachusetts, and I'm right in Rhode Island, sandwiched in between the two of you. So fun uh, fun times, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, like everything else in the NFL, uh, we're going to begin and end talking about quarterbacks today. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about the the old quarterback, uh, and it's not exactly out with the old right now for Andy Dalton. He's sticking around. Um, so what are your thoughts on uh, on Andy Dalton's situation and what might be going down right now with Dalton?
3: You know, I, I can't believe that the Bengals have messed up another quarterback trade. That is what is going through my mind right now. I feel like we watched, um, you know, a bunch of quarterback moves happen in the last week. Nick Foles to the Bears was the big one that kind of had this domino effect. But even today, Kyle Allen going to the Redskins, it's like every quarterback move, big or small, Brian Hoyer to the Patriots, It all impacts the Bengals and what they're going to get or what they're not going to get for Andy Dalton. So it looks less and less likely every day that the Bengals are able to trade Andy Dalton for anything. I don't even think that they could get, like, a fifth-round pick at this point. I I don't know where he's going to go. Maybe... The Jaguars could be an option I honestly did think the Redskins were like an under the radar really good option um, and now after the Kyle Allen move from the Panthers today I don't think that's going to happen that doesn't wouldn't make sense anymore um, so you know it, it just I'm having a lot of flashbacks of broken facts machines with AJ <laughs> McLaren and <laughs> the Bengals once again you know thinking that they could get more than they really could and then screwing them themselves out of getting literally anything
2: yeah uh it's worrisome and and definitely with the past you you understand why uh fans are are getting agitated uh at this point i don't look the options are, are declining i don't think it's over you know i think a lot of people a lot of people feel like are, are acting like it's over um now uh, uh jeff Howe. uh a couple days ago, it reported that the Dalton was not in the immediate plans uh, of the Patriots that. That to me, let's let's not take that for more than what it what it was. They said not. He said not in the immediate immediate plans. Uh, he said that, uh, uh, you know, that something would have to change. So maybe it's still a possibility Maybe they're trying to make it play at Cam. Maybe they're trying to make it play at Jameis. I I doubt that one, but maybe. Um, I, the Hoyer thing made me more nervous than the Jeff Howe thing uh, because uh, it's like, all right, well, geez, are they bringing in Hoyer to to be the the older guy to uh, you know to have some experience behind uh, Stidham? Are they are they rolling with Stidham? Um, but I think any way you look at it, I mean, I, I think they could bring in. Uh, a, you know a cam or a Dalton or somebody and still want Hoyer There to be Somebody who really knows the system Inside and out so I don't know I don't think the Patriots are necessarily out It's I mean it sounds like the Chargers Aren't going to do anything They're probably You know trying to get Into the uh, Trevor Lawrence um, You know uh, pool For for next year um, So I mean Yeah it's the options are running Out I don't think it's gone Uh, But one thing that I I think is lost in this, too, is we we blame the Bengals, you know, and and rightfully so. Like we said, there's a pass, but they also said that they were going to work with Dalton and work with his agent to get him into a situation and to kind of take care of him. So, again, it comes down to the Bengals and and they own his rights. They can move him. Um, But, uh, you know, I, I wonder, I mean, did did Chicago want to renegotiate and he didn't want to do it. Do, you know, like I wonder what else is going on uh, behind the scenes there.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I do agree that the Bengals likely are taking what Andy wants into consideration. Um, but then you'd also have to think there'd be some leaks about that, especially from the Bears, who seem to leak everything. Sure, sure. Um, but, but I don't know. I, and I, I agree with you. Like, there's always the quarterback injury that you don't expect, and then a whole new trade market opens up there. Um, there's like unexpected things that happen every year that cause quarterback dominoes to fall. So, yeah, it's not it's not a completely dead situation, but. I feel like it might be silent for a while if the Bengals are willing to let it be.
2: Yeah. And and, and, you know, you got to wonder about what the situation in Carolina is now Uh, that, you know, they traded away a guy. Um, If they don't get what they think they're going to get in the draft, if that's their plan or, you know, like maybe some dominoes fall there, like you were saying, but um, I don't know. And, And now at this point, a lot of people are saying, just cut him. And, to be honest, though, I don't know what they're going to do with that money if they cut him. You know, so I don't really understand what the necessarily the benefit is, because uh, at this point in, in free agency, I don't I don't know that they're actually going out and reinvesting that money anywhere. You know what I mean? Right.
3: The, yeah. The only need for the money would be if they're signing AJ Green to a long term deal, if they sure. want to do something with Joe Mixon, which that's a whole other discussion, but yeah, those kinds of things, AJ, it it needs to happen before July 15th, but they usually do their big extensions at the end of the summer. So it's not like necessarily they need that money at this moment.
2: Yeah. Yep. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see where it's going. I mean, I you know, you, you, you have your eye on that draft pick all along. you know. Uh, so it would be very frustrating to, to cut bait and get nothing on it. Um, And, and, you know, I don't know that, that to me is my question is what is the salary holding us back from doing And You're absolutely right. If, you know, if it comes to, down to that extension time and they, and they got to do it then, well, you know, then there's a reason, you know, then it's, you know, then it's because we're, we're getting AJ green back or, or there's something that you can, you can validate it with, but I don't want to cut bait just to cut bait, you know, and that doesn't mean Joe Burrow is not coming in and starting, but, um, and if, if Dalton's not happy about being a backup, then, you know, his agent could have done a better job of trying to get him dealt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, so, I, I, you know, I think that that was what I was trying to say in the first place was, uh, you know, his, his agent, you know, we can put a little bit on his agent, not that it takes anything off the Bengals, but, you know, uh, at the end of the day, if he doesn't want to be a backup in Cincinnati, then, you know, his, his guy had the ability to try and do that. Um, so we talk about lack of movement. Uh, Corey Glenn, they came out and said they're going to cut him if nobody traded for him. And obviously people just let them cut him. Uh, Drake Patrick, your old golfing buddy. Uh, especially after uh, the, the signings that we'll get to in a 2nd uh, of two defensive backs uh, in the first week of free agency. People thought Kirkpatrick would be gone. People thought he might be a salary dump in the first place. Uh, but he's still hanging around and, and you know, it doesn't look like he's, he's going anywhere. So um, I, we talked about all these trades and it doesn't look like anything's happening right now.
3: Yeah, I I actually remember right after the season was over, there was an article in The Athletic that literally listed, like, 20 different guys from the Bengals who had, like, the high potential to be traded this offseason. And I was just like, none of these guys are going to be traded. Like, (laughs) who are we kidding? Like, this is all great in theory, but – and now, you know, none of them have been traded. So um, I I still think with Dre, I I could see him – being cut maybe traded though it's like who wants to take on that contract which uh was a mistake to begin with Mm -hmm. so we'll see i mean the you do wonder though like one of the guys who i thought had some i don't know potential for discussion there is uh william jackson who he ha- he's in now his last year the fifth year option but there were like all these talks that he didn't actually like being in cincinnati and that there was some tension with him and the coaching staff so that has seemed to- that conversation has like disappeared i feel like since the end of the year um but i feel like it has potential to resurface and isn't something we're talking about
2: yeah it'll be interesting i mean definitely I think the depth in the defensive backfield was uh, an issue before they've, they've got some depth there now, um, but they've got some question marks and they've got a lot of, you know, a lot more money than you would you'd think they'd want invested back there. Uh, especially if they, they do, you know, look to uh, extend Jackson. Um, you know, again, if, 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 if he's gone, you know, or, or if he's the guy that's getting traded and that's a completely different story, but. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, now, just as we have been waiting on a trade uh, free agency, we were waiting around <laughs> for quite a while. Uh, the Bengals didn't do anything right away. Uh, frustration was was clear in the Twitter sphere. Uh, and uh, but then they made it they made a splash, uh, you know, uh, DJ Reader. Uh, was a really good pickup. Uh, not really a guy that was on my radar for them. Um, you know, I think uh, you know, Goodberry and others had kind of talked about him. I didn't. I don't know. I thought they would go a little bit more, you know, towards the linebacker O line side. I didn't. I didn't think they'd really uh, look to invest that much into a defensive tackle. But you know, watching his film, uh, that was a great pickup. Uh, and then obviously Trey Wayne's and Mackenzie Alexander from Minnesota. Uh, in the defensive backfield, uh, and uh, Xavier Suofilo, i think I got that right—the uh, offensive guard uh, taking the place of John Miller, who they cut. So, uh, a little bit of action. Uh, some some pretty good names in there. What what uh, what did you think of you know what they eventually did in that first week of free agency?
3: Yeah, I think, I mean, it's like hard to complain because we've complained so much about like lack of activity from them. And then they signed four guys. So and four guys who weren't Bengals last year. So, I mean, that's all great. It's progress on the you know, the path to making your team better. I hope that um, you pronounced his name much better than I can attempt to, but the offensive lineman who they signed, I I hope he's not being handed a starting job. I think this is something we talked about a lot last year too, where it's like they made some signings, but you can't just hand the guys the job. So it's great to add competition and he is a, a good option to be competing for a starting job. Um, and then, you know, as far as the the cornerbacks they added, I think that those are some good moves, especially when you average their contracts together. So not just looking at them, uh, you know, how much they cost on their own, but um, and I I think it's exciting to like get two guys who clearly were friends and liked each other on the same team. They both are coming from the Vikings, um, and clearly are like happy about coming together to Cincinnati. So I think that's like an under the radar thing as well when you think about. Like, adding guys who are excited about the situation they're being put into and are happy and want to work hard for you. Like, when when the Bengals drafted Joe Mixon, I feel like they made it a priority to draft Jordan Evans because, like, they wanted to give him a, you know, an environment where he felt he could thrive and, like, have support. So... Mm -hmm. I feel like that's just like a, an interesting component to it all. Um, and then with Reeder, I think that a really big part of his signing is also like the off-the-field leadership element of it. Like he seems like a really great guy, a great leader, um, does a lot in the communities that he has been in. And when you think about the Bengals defensive line already – Gino Atkins and Carlos Dunlap are both like huge community guys. They both have a lot going on in the community themselves. So I think that for them, not only are they getting a great teammate as far as someone who can play at a pro bowl level, but they're also getting a guy who cares about his community where he lives and what he does. And he was the Texans um, Walter Payton man of the year nominee last year. He did a lot of really great stuff in the, um, in the community down there in Texas. So I think that that's great that they actually, you know, they're they're trying to add guys who actually care about the team and are going to work hard to help the Bengals get better. So um, I think that you know, even if you're you're not happy about how much money they, it's crazy that like people are complaining about the money they spent. After all, we wanted them to do was spend money. Um, <laughs> but like all that aside, I think that they added some like high quality people to the locker room.
2: Yeah, I mean they definitely didn't didn't go cheap, um, and I think Reader was a was definitely a big pickup. Um, you know, you make some great points there too about you know, what what kind of character he has, and about uh, bringing in two guys from the same defensive backfield in, in, in Minnesota. Uh, Wayne's was a first round pick. He was like a four three one forty at the combine. Um, you know, he just. He kind of has some lapses. He makes a few mistakes here or there, but but he's a guy that they definitely uh, could could get you know the what that contract is worth out of uh, you know for for the uh, the skill that you see from that guy. Um, he's he's still just a little bit raw. Just hasn't quite come into his own. Um, you know, Alexander, uh, good replacement. You know, in the in the slot, you know, guy that can support the run a little bit. I think he's probably uh, a little bit better. Uh, in past defense uh, from the slot than, than Darkes was, um, and uh, you know that's a one-year deal I believe too. So all of the Darius Phillips fans out there, you know that that still might be a chance. This might be a possibility for him. Um, the, the guy I didn't mention was Mike Thomas. I didn't really put him in that same grouping because uh, you know he's what is he really competing for? Maybe like the fifth receiver type spot, and that's if they don't draft one. So. Um, whereas the rest of these guys, I think you're going to see, uh, Suofilo will be interesting. Um, now you've got the two, the, the pair of Ohio state guys, uh, in, in Jordan and price. Um, and you've got, uh, uh, geez, I lost the other, Oh, Alex Redman, uh, who they, who they brought back, uh, competing for two spots there. So, It'll be interesting to to see uh, what what goes on with those guys. I think Price is obviously a guy we're we're waiting to see him turn the corner. Um, I think he might have a chance if they let him compete at right guard because I, I think he looked a little better there than he has in the left and at center. Uh, Jordan was a low draft pick that looked pretty good at times last year, so we'll see those guys compete. And I think the dark horse too is is Fred Johnson who. Yeah. Was playing guard for the Steelers uh, before the Bengals uh, swiped him up. So, you know, maybe there's a possibility of that. I, I, I don't think he's going to end up playing at right tackle. I'm sorry, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'd all love it, but I don't think it's going to happen. So, uh, we'll see. Now,
1: support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
2: Some losses as well, and and I touched on uh, Darquez. uh, Billings, uh, obviously those two guys had been replaced. Uh, Big loss on special teams with, with Fedge, though, heading down to Miami. Um, so I mean, overall, when you, when you look at it, you got to feel pretty good about how, uh, you know, the, the net outcome, uh, of those, uh, uh gains and, and losses in the first week. Uh, would you, would you agree with me on that?
3: Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, it, it, those, the losses are, are small losses in the grand scheme of thing. It would have been nice to keep uh Fedge, I think. Um, but you know, I'm sure they they feel that he can be replaced and that good special teams coaching will replace him. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything to, like, really lose sleep over as far as what they've lost in comparison to what they've gained.
2: Yeah, and they've got one of the best in the business there, uh, coaching the special teams. So that's a, you know, that's a big component of it. I was a little worried about Cody Core. Uh, last year uh, just w- with losing the things he did on special teams. Uh, and then, you know, they, they came out and uh, Brandon Wilson uh, was, you know, had a great year on special teams, uh, not just as a kickoff returner, but, but also uh, uh, as a gunner on the punt team on kickoffs, things like that and kind of uh, filled in some of that, that core role. So I am sure that, uh, that he's got a plan. Uh, moving forward without Fetch, but definitely a, a loss that's going to be noticed and we'll, we'll change the face of things a little bit. Um, now, the one thing that we didn't really see, though, is uh, is the linebacker position. Uh, so we sat and watched as uh, a Littleton, Martinez, uh, you know, all these guys uh, disappeared, went off to other teams. So what do you think the plan is at linebacker uh, as it sits right now, I mean, they didn't even re-sign Vigil, uh, so their depth that they literally have three guys at linebacker right now. Um, Pratt is is the one that people are going to feel good about. Jordan Evans, who's never really developed into what you know people wanted him to be, uh, and the other guy, honestly, I'm blanking on his name right now. I want uh, Brady Shelton. I wanted to say Blake Shelton. Uh, <laughs> so, w- what do you think the the plan is at linebacker?
3: Yeah, it's weird. I mean, last year, um, when the Bengals went into the season with, I think it was five linebackers on the roster, and there were all these players, like, coming out being like, yeah, I mean, we don't know. We don't know why there's only five of us on the roster and, like, what's going to happen if one of us gets hurt. And it's like it's like the Bengals didn't learn and they were just like cool with having a terrible linebacker group (laughs) right now. It's like scary. What is going to happen in, in week one? It's like, even if you spend your second round pick on the linebacker position, that's one guy who you're going to be putting a lot of hope into. And just like last year, Pratt was a third round pick, right? So it took him a long time for them to feel comfortable playing him and then it took even longer for him to actually you know be representing the team admirably to any extent on the field and and towards the end of the season he really did make a ton of progress which is great but it's like you can't really expect a second round pick at best that's you know the highest we could expect they'd take a linebacker to be able to just, like, come and be a a week one starter. And, I mean, that's not the Bengal way. So, (laughs) it's it's just... And, I mean, I guess Sean Williams is obviously, like, playing a lot of linebackers' snaps, and I imagine that that would continue. Maybe they draft a safety pretty early to allow for that to continue, um, especially now with Fedge gone. But, I I don't know. It's just, I guess... I, I would assume that they tried to get one of those top linebackers on the free agent market and then when they didn't they just kind of were like okay well you know (laughs) there's always the draft I don't know I really don't know what the plan could be other than that they don't seem to care about the linebacker position uh to the extent that they may need to if they care about winning football games
2: yeah yeah and I mean it's interesting too because you get into that scenario where you're like well did they, did they have a number? I, I believe we know they were in on, on Showbert. You know, and did they have a, a number that they weren't willing to go to? Which, alone, like in a vacuum, would be frustrating. But when you know what they spent on Trey Waynes and DJ Reader... Right. It, it's like, okay, well, maybe they made a, a smart business decision. But it did obviously leave them with a void at that, that spot. And it's rough in this draft class too because you're looking at it and Queen and Murray could go in round one. I don't know if I want to take a linebacker at 33 if Queen and Murray and obviously Simmons are off the board. so um, so then yeah we're you know we're, we're going round three again, <laughs> you know just like last year, uh, you know crossing our fingers. Now one thing that would be a very bengals thing to do, and I don't know. Maybe this is. It's hard to distinguish what's a very Bengals thing and what's a very Marvin thing because the two were joined for so long. Um, but Willie Gay uh, out of Mississippi State, you know, tore up the combine. So maybe he's gone up draft boards. But he punched his quarterback in the face, and the guy and the guy missed a bowl game. Uh, so um, that's. I mean that sounds like a guy that Bengals would be like, man, we'll take him in the third because it's a great value. We will take him in the fourth because it's a great value, and honestly, I I loved his film. I didn't think he was quite as fast as he is, and and now that I know his speed, if you take off the on the field stuff, I feel pretty good about that guy. <laughs> so I don't. I mean, you, you know that that it's they've done that in the past where they've they've gotten value out of guys with character concerns, um, and it it's worked for them. I mean, it, it definitely has worked for them that, not, not always, you know, for, for, uh, forever, but, uh, at least in the short term, it's worked for them. So I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if that's the plan or what they're going to do, but I mean, now they put themselves in a situation, they got to draft somebody. Right. So speaking of the draft, uh, you are a, a proud Syracuse alum. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, I tell you what, uh, I didn't, I didn't realize it until I started looking in to, uh, some of the draft prospects, but, uh, Syracuse has a pair of edge defenders, uh, probably going to be day three guys, but, but who I think have a ton of potential. So, uh, what, uh, what can you tell us about, uh, Kendall Coleman and Alton Robinson?
3: Yeah, so it's funny because Alton Robinson, there was times, I guess, more last in the 2018 college football season where, like, we really thought that he could end up being a first-round pick. Um, And I didn't even know back then about the the off-the-field issues, which, you know, guys, he has some off-the-field, like, high school concerns um, that are well-documented if you Google. But um, I don't want to to you know to go too far into something that happened in high school that uh you know it is what it is I feel like that shouldn't hurt him in the draft but now yeah he's being talked about more as a day three pick um maybe like round four or five for Alton Robinson and then maybe round seven for Kendall Coleman but I think both of them have a lot of potential the Bengals I don't know. They have a lot of people who work for them that went to Syracuse, but have not drafted a Syracuse guy since, like, Dave Lapham. So uh, <laughs> it's been like, a really long time. Um, so I don't ever get my hopes up on the Bengals drafting Syracuse guys, though I do think that as a, like, day three pick, these are two good options for them both had um i think elton robinson maybe nine sacks last year and kendall coleman 10 like second in the acc so get to the quarterback a lot of tackles a lot of sacks um and and they're definitely definitely playmakers and competing against some pretty good competition in the ACC the last two years um even when Syracuse like kind of you know wasn't great this past season um both of them were making a lot of plays so they uh could be guys to watch for I feel like Tom Coughlin now uh He's gone from from the league for now, so it's like you always could count on him to draft a Syracuse guy. But hopefully these guys get taken, if not by the Bengals, by someone and uh, can make a name for themselves.
2: Yeah, I feel like Robinson's getting more attention than Coleman, but, um, but, but I like I like Coleman's hips. You know, I just uh, I think he's real smooth. He's not quite as fast as Robinson, but I definitely definitely see both of them being. You know, rotational role players, you know, could definitely contribute something, pull off a couple sacks for somebody. The other guy uh, on the offensive side of the ball, uh, one of the weirder names to say, uh, it's not that weird of a name, but it's odd to say, Tristan Jackson, uh, the uh, the wide receiver, uh, 66 receptions, over 1,000 yards, 11 touchdowns. Um, you know, what what'd you uh, think of Jackson this year?
3: Yeah, a, a similar situation. I mean, he he still got his share of the of the stats, even with Syracuse regressing this past year. But um, I think it would be really exciting to see him in the league too. Kind of similar to, um, Amba Editao, uh like as far as what he was able to do. And he was with the the Jaguars and the Giants, I think, for a little bit, but did not make it long in, in the NFL. Um, but, yeah, I think may, maybe could be someone that the Bengals would look at, uh, maybe an undrafted free agency. I think if he does get drafted, it would probably be the seventh round. More likely would be, like, a priority undrafted guy. Um, so back-end wide receiver spot could be a name to watch for. Big dude, so kind of the
2: Bengals style. Yeah, that's true. Definitely true. And I think um, it's, it, it's so tough this year. and People have talked about what a great class it is, but it, it really is true that this, uh, you know, they're, they're a stack with receivers. So uh, yeah, it comes down to fit and, and what people are looking for. And uh, for a lot of those guys, it's going to come down to special teams and being able to make it that way. So, um, all right. So we, we started off uh, talking about Dalton uh, and, you and I haven't talked, uh, in a, in a while. So I got to know now that it's getting close now that it's right around the corner. Uh, what is your, your Joe Burrow comp?
3: Oh man. I, I, I don't know about comp. I mean, I loved that Tom Brady thing going around. It's, you don't want to like put those (laughs) kind of expectations on someone though, but, um, I don't know. I mean, I, it's, it's hard because you just like, when you're talking about the Bengals, it's like so much has gone wrong. Every year it's something. It's like we, we're we almost there and then we're not. Or we're just terrible and there's no discussion to be had. But it's with, like with Burrow, you know, there's the real potential that the Bengals can, can be good and be something to look forward to again. And it's like the last two years of Bengals football, I guess really the last three, it's like you've hardly wanted to even watch the games. So I'm just looking forward to having exciting football to watch and even if it's like not getting back to the playoffs that it's at a level where you know it's something to look forward to have have a good team that's developing um so I don't know I don't want to put any kind of comparisons that he has to live up to but <laughs> I think that we all know that it, it's going to be really exciting and that you know we, the Bengals just can't mess this up just Go draft your guy and get everyone excited the way that they already are getting.
2: <laughs> so unlike myself, you were you were actually a journalist, like you're a real professional. Like people sometimes would be like, "Oh, you, you know, like, like people are ragging you on on Twitter or something." You know, oh oh, you you call yourself a journalist to me, and I'm like, "No, I never called myself a journalist <laughs> in my life." Um. <laughs> so the point I'm trying to make here is um, the word elite. You know, people talk about elite quarterbacks and you probably, uh, you know, as a, as a, as a trained wordsmith uh, probably feel this way even more than I do. I hate the talk of elite quarterbacks because people will say that they're an elite quarterback and then they'll list like 10 to a dozen guys. And, you know, by definition,
3: That's a third me. of
2: the, the starting quarterbacks can't be elite. That doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Right. Um, so to me... What an elite quarterback is—it's somebody who can drag you kicking and screaming to being competitive, even when your team isn't that good. And that you know, it doesn't mean dragging them to the Super Bowl, but it means like, like they—they're competing for a division championship, even though they're really not a playoff roster. Um, and Dalton was never that. Yeah, you know, and, and that—that to me is what Burrow is—is. Is Burrow is a talent where we've seen in the past, the Bengals front office can draft well. They've put together some drafts. They've had some really talented rosters, but then when they let Whitworth go, when they let Zeitler go, when they let Sanu Marvin Jones go and they don't have the plan, it, it destroys them. So, to me, maybe Burrow is that guy who can weather that type of storm. So, we don't have to go through what we've had in the last couple of years. And then, obviously, the the other swing of that is, he's the guy that you give him that that 2015 roster. And and we got a real shot at the Super Bowl. Uh, So... I don't know I mean that's um, that, that's what I think the, the real advantage of it is, is is like you can absolutely win games with Andy Dalton you can absolutely win uh, build around Andy Dalton and I think he is still capable of winning games uh, in the right situation in the NFL but Burroughs got that you know th- that elite quality that you know maybe he can make a bad team a, a nine win team. And then that good team, you got a legitimate shot. So that's what that's what I'm looking forward to. You know, uh, we'll, we'll have the the higher peaks and the lower valleys.
3: Yeah, I I completely agree. And I mean, you have to hope that that is what will happen. That he is the kind of guy who can, you know, turn a six win team into a ten win team um, with, you know, just. On his own. And I mean, that's a lot to ask for anyone. But, um, you know, when you're the number one overall pick, I guess, you know, that that's kind of put on you. The expectations are high. So, you know, we're we're all hoping for that. And I I have confidence that he will deliver. Unlike many of the talking heads who just want to talk down when speaking of the Bengals and say that Burrow is in over his head and that he's not going to be able to do it. Not I'm not on that on that ship. I think that he is going to be able to do it. And, uh, I have, my hopes are high and I, I feel confident in his ability to meet those
0: expectations.
2: Yeah, a- absolutely. I'm, I'm with you hundred percent on that. So looking forward to it. I mean, you know, we, uh, we had a, a tough couple of years. Um, <laughs> hopefully it's worth it. And, you know, now we'll get the, get the quarterback. Hopefully, find a uh, you know a, a few other uh, big additions in the draft and uh, see what uh, what this new coaching staff can do. Yeah, so it, exactly. it took it took deserve- them a while to get going, but you know the, I think uh, the run game on offense in particular and uh, and the defense overall showed a lot of improvement over the course of the year. Uh, we forget that they came in late and were responsible for scouting because of the way the team set up. Uh, so they didn't have the time i mean that's that's not an excuse i I still think they should have been able to figure more out during the year uh but now getting that first full off season getting some tools around you getting the joe burrow behind center um we'll see you know what i mean
3: (laughs) yeah i mean we just gotta hope for the best like i said i think we deserve this we deserve a great quarterback who can come and be our savior so, you know, just, just over here waiting for it to all happen and for happy Bengals days to be in our future.
2: Absolutely. So, uh, well, where, uh, where can people follow you and check out your work? Uh, currently
3: you can follow me at Rebecca underscore Tobac, and you could check out the stuff that I'm working on at, at the post game.
2: All right. Awesome. We'll definitely, uh, uh give her a follow. Great Bengals follow. Uh, and, uh, we will be, uh, back and we're going to keep producing stuff. I know we were joking around a little bit about the, the situation that both of us are in, uh, working from home and, and everything that's going on in the world right now. Uh, at Cincy Jungle, we are, we are trying to give you something to do. Those of you that don't have anything to do, uh, just came out with a, with an article that linked to a bunch of still relevant, uh, uh, content that's out there for those of you that are generally pretty busy, might want to get caught up on some stuff. Uh that's on, on my Twitter. Definitely check that out. Uh and we'll keep coming with uh, lots of great uh you know videos, podcasts and articles. Uh you know, and keep you keep you busy, keep you uh uh full with uh with Bengals content as we get through the uh next few weeks until the draft here together. So uh, check all that stuff out and make sure you're coming back and checking out the podcast again. Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, we're coming for what's ours. Yeah, we're coming for with hours. Yeah, we're coming
0: for with hours. you hit hear the crowd. We're coming for with hours.